0: They do have a
1: timeout. Well, in that
0: oh, yeah, Resiliency, determination, and heart. Those three words describe this Warriors team. Welcome, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my co-host Zach. That was a great, great comeback. For that second game against the Clippers man that was just something special
1: give Steph Curry his third MVP right now he had 38 points 11 assists just give it to him he's going to win the MVP this team's going to be a top five team in the west as long as Kelly Oubre doesn't play garbage doesn't play fourth quarter minutes that's all that needs to be said
0: I definitely vouch for that I love that mini rant right there but we can save all that for later To all our listeners, welcome, y'all. We're just two guys who love the Splash Bros, and we just talk all things Warriors, and we just appreciate y'all for the support. And without further ado, let's get started. All right, so the first game against the Clippers, it was a very close one. It was kind of back and forward-ish. The Warriors struggled in the first quarter, uh, only scoring 15 points, but they still managed to find a way to claw back into it. But they came up short losing 108 to 101. Steph Curry didn't have his greatest night. He only had 13 points of 5 of 17 shooting on 1 of 6 on 3. But Eric Paschal, you that's the highlight of the night. He had 19 points and 7 of 14 shooting. Andrew Wiggins did a pretty great job with 19 points, 8 of 12 shooting on 2 of 4 on 3. But his defense of Kawhi Leonard is what uh, people are praising him for, like me and Zach right here. We loved his defense on Kawhi. And but man, Kelly Oubre continues to struggle again. So, eight points, four 13 shooting, oh, and six on three. Man, Zach, like, I'm just getting frustrated with Oubre. Like, I'm just getting sick and tired of seeing Oubre clank shots off the rim. Like, it's just so bad to watch.
1: Yeah, like Warriors Twitter said earlier tonight at halftime between the Warriors and the Clippers, their second half of the back to back. We should send Kelly down to Santa Cruz to get his mind straight a little bit. I wouldn't mind that, but I think it's personally not a good idea. Um, yeah, I think he shot the ball well against Sacramento on Monday night and something happened, obviously, because he shot 0 for 6 on Wednesday night. And then we'll get to the Friday game. And then he shot 0 for 3 from 3 on Friday night. And you do 6 plus 3 is 9. And it's 0 for 9 from three point range. Um, I think. Steve Kerr is probably going to keep him in the starting lineup, but he definitely needs to work on his shot a lot for how much he gets paid, which is $16 million, and how much the Warriors absorbed uh, money-wise from trading for him. And this is apparently supposed to be Klay Thompson's replacement. It doesn't really look like Clay Thompson, but as we remember, Clay Thompson was in that slump what did he do to solve that slump? He jumped in an ocean. I think that's what Kelly Oubre needs to do. Kelly Oubre needs to do that this weekend before the game on Sunday versus the Raptors needs to go and jump into the Pacific Ocean, get his mind straight, get his basketball IQ up. as His tsunami
0: uh, poppy back. Yeah,
1: as uh, there are multiple plays from both nights where his basketball IQ was a little suspect. And I think he could do a lot to fix from that. Like Ethan said, I think Eric Pasco is going to be a big sixth man for the Warriors in the future. Um, obviously, twenty minutes, nineteen points. Um, I think Steve Kerr said in his press conference um, after one of these games that he's a definition of a, a modern-day small-ball center. He can take it to the rack. He can uh, use be physical against guys like on uh, the Clippers Zubac or. Uh, What's his name? Uh Serge Ibaka And he showed that against Portland as well as he owned Ennis Cantor and uh use of Nurkic in the paint as well. Um Wednesday night, Steph wasn't too hot. Um five for 17 13 points. Uh Twitter probably thought that his legacy was on the line after that game. Um who else we can talk about from this game? The Warriors. I had
0: one more thing. One yeah. more thing. Sorry. Sorry, cutting off. Kelly Oubre was playing like the Monstars took away his powers. Like, does he need like the Michael's like secret stuff to like get it going? Like what's going on here? Like, I'm just struggling to see like after a few games, like you'd be kind of like understanding a little bit of the offense. The chemistry would be kind of growing a little bit. The gelling would be better, but it's just like, dude, he's lost on the court. Like just you have to take him out at certain points. Like he's a liability on the court. Yes, his energy is there, but I mean, he makes some boneheaded plays. Like when he catches the ball in the corner, he does that left hop thing with his leg, and he just goes out. He just gets steps out of bounds. He
1: steps out of bounds. Warriors Twitter was all over around, um, all over him for that on Wednesday. Yeah, he just needs to get his confidence back. We've been saying that for multiple episodes, but he once again needs to get his confidence back. Um, what was that play? There was this play. <laughs> On Wednesday night, I think it was either on Wednesday night or Monday night against the Clippers and Kings, where he took it to the rack and he drove it in for a layup. And before the shot went in, he started doing his flexing thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the ball game. ended, and the ball never ended up going in. I think it's been downhill since then. So let's stop doing the flexing thing. Don't get me wrong; he's playing great defensively, but his basketball IQ on offense is just a little. Uh.
0: Suspect pain
1: to watch, uh, for Warriors fans. Um,
0: it's like that Nick Young three, you remember? He shot it, he turned around doing the little celebration with his yeah, uh, fingers, exactly. it, like it rolled out like a toilet roll.
1: Yeah, um, and then to go back, uh, yeah, the Warriors were in this game for most of the night. At halftime, it was only they were only down one, and the third quarter, fourth quarter, they kept it close, and then the Clippers started to pull away. But obviously, Warriors looked good um because since they were playing it one of the top teams in the west um obviously they only lost by seven but
0: friday night we'll get there and that game
1: was something special
0: yeah like it was a bounce back game for steph like he was getting like double teamed, triple teamed couldn't fight a rhythm obviously have that um like i guess 30 percent shooting uh from the field but he definitely had a bounce back performance which was absolutely phenomenal
1: fast forward friday january 8th um the warriors came out 115 to 105 in a victory over the clippers and these back-to-backs great for this team who lost the first game as we can see from the warriors who have won both of their back-to-backs or oh, not both of the back-to-backs. They have won the second game of their back-to-backs. Uh, they won one fifteen to one hundred five. Like I said, Warriors erased a twenty-two point deficit in the second half to come back and win it. Uh, what was the deficit? Let me double check real quick. Let me get the twenty-two
0: exact. in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, twenty-two. What was the exact score? Eighty-five to sixty-three, and it was eighty-five to sixty-six when Steve Kerr took Kelly Oubre Jr. out of the game, and then was 92 to 89 um, on this tweet on Warriors Twitter um, and then before I touch on the Friday night's game I want to go back to Eric Pascal um, in his last seven games he's had 12 game 12 point six rebounds then it improved to 19 points three rebounds then it improved to 14 point seven rebounds for assist then it approved to then it declined to ten points three rebounds 13 points 10 points 15 points. It's just all about the consistency. Uh, this is from uh, Golden State Warriors Reddit, um, the Twitter page. It's all about the consistency for Eric Paschal. Um, he's been big off the bench, um, and he's proving himself to be a great sixth man in the future. Now we're talking about Friday night, uh, the MVP future or two-time MVP future, three-time MVP
0: Steph Curry. Cordell Stephen Curry.
1: Yeah, 36 minutes, 38 points, plus 13, 13 for 24, 9 for 14. Still pissed off that he didn't shoot the ball 30 times, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Draymond, great four points in 31 minutes. It's okay because Draymond's a playmaker. It yells at guys who don't play defense. Um. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, 28 minutes, five for 10, 16 points. But he had that big clutch three in Paul George's face, gave him a little FaceTime action. Boom! Andrew Wiggins, he's starting to earn that money on his contract. Right now, he's earning around Kelly Oubre's contract. Yes, sir. He's got to get to 30 million, which is his own contract, and he'll get there. He'll get there. Um, and then. Who we got? Who we got next? Kent Bazemore was great off the bench, twenty minutes, uh, six points. But he had two—he had a clutch three, um, wide open three to take. The, I think it was to take the lead or cut it, cut the deficit smaller. Brad Wanamaker probably had his best game as a Warrior. Um, Sixteen minutes, two for three, eight points. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, Damian Lee. Also, he is having some big minutes for the Warriors. Um, then once again, the future uh, six man of the year in years to come. Eric Pascal, twenty minutes, twelve points, an all around great second half performance by the Warriors. As the first half wasn't too pretty and the defense didn't look very good either, as they were down sixty five to fifty one. But and the, at the end of the first half, we came back and won one fifteen to one hundred five and i think the second half really shows how the how the warriors can how good the warriors can be this year obviously they're playing the clippers who are supposed to be one of the t- who are one of the best teams in the west obviously top two teams uh right behind the lakers and i think it was a good win for the warriors good win to prove the doubters wrong good win to prove uh the bronze sexuals wrong. Good Good win for the Warriors overall. I'm going to pass it to my co-host for his thoughts.
0: Yeah, like, it was a great win. Um, I was really upset in the first half. I felt like there was no energy, no determination, no hustle. We're being out-rebounded by Patrick Beverly. Emphasize again, Patrick Beverly, who's around 6'3", and he's getting rebounds over a 7-foot dude. I'm sorry, James Wiseman, but that's just unacceptable to have um, a six three-point guard getting offensive rebounds. But just the difference, night and day. Um, everyone on defense committed to the, to the notion of staying hungry, hustling, uh, getting pressure on the ball, and they did that successfully around in the, um, I guess, the last six minutes of the second half. I uh, know third quarter. My apologies. But obviously, Steph is Steph. Do that, does that amazing stuff and to hit that clutch dagger to ice the game against Paul George. Like if you want to plus 10% on your shot, just go against Paul George. You're going to get uh, probably get a good shot every time. Paul but, George
1: slander. I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, just obviously a great win. Overall, the bench played a really great and pivotal role to secure the win. Brad Wanamaker, for example, hit two clutch shots to kind of like settle the momentum on the dub side. You got Kent Bazemore making plays, hitting that open wide open three that they're giving him. Damian Lee making shots when needed. Eric Paschal making shots when needed. But obviously, all bright spots has a dark spot. Kelly Oubre Jr. Or Kelly Oubre slander, yeah! (laughs) I mean, like, did did you even play in the fourth quarter? That should say something about his play, his um, basketball IQ. It just shows on the court.
1: Yeah, there's like I, th- I may have said it before on this when we're recording this. Don't have, don't freaking remember, but there's, th- I think I said it, but there's a play once again, again tonight where he, the ball was kicked out to him. He could have passed it. Or he could have shot the three, which wouldn't have which probably wouldn't have been wouldn't have been a good idea and he should have passed it. But no, he decides to drive it, take it to the hoop, and he runs into three guys and he gets stripped. Like, man, just the basketball IQ on this guy sometimes is just real it's a pain to watch. And I think once again, like I said, he needs to jump into the ocean, get his mind right. I think he will improve he'll get his confidence back i think steve kerr is going to keep putting him in the starting lineup to get his confidence back and hopefully he starts to play a lot better and to touch on what ethan said i think the bench playing some big minutes in the fourth uh by led by brad wanamaker and ken basemore shows the trust that steve kerr has in this Uh, bench second unit and the second unit has looked great this past week um with playing portland with playing sacramento uh they looked great in both of those games eric pascal obviously looked great against the first game against the clippers and the bench shined tonight as brad wanamaker and kent basemore played big fourth quarter minutes with the starters like steph and draymond and um then you had uh kevon looney who was also on the bench who came and played uh big fourth quarter minutes to provide their veteran presence since James Wiseman um, is
0: still learning, which still is still, fine. it's, which is totally fine. Which he's is learning. totally
1: fine. Cause he's going to be, he's going to be the rookie of the year. So it's fine.
0: Yeah. But I just want to touch back another rant on Kelly Oubre. This dude has tunnel vision. It's like he has goggles on and he's not even seeing on his side. He's not aware. I think I saw this play on Twitter where it was Bazemore at the ball. Steph, I think Steph passed it to Bazemore. I think um, he was curling on the left corner, but Ubre decided that he was just going to stand there. Like, dude, I mean, you got you to gotta set screens, man. You have to do that split action that the Warriors are known for. Like to give the greatest shooter ever of all time on the planet and on the universe space to give that shot. I think that will develop over time, but you just have to see, just have to be aware. But I guess that's what's kind of lacking right now from Ubre. It's that lack of concentration of where our guy's at. Too much tunnel vision. Too much tunnel vision. We're not in a cave. We're in the open. We have to find our guys who can make shots. And obviously his shot's going to come. I pray to God, hopefully. But man, it is bad to watch. It hurts my eyes. My rant is over.
1: Yeah, I got... I'm just going to say... Where is it? I'm just going to say that I think Kelly Oubre... His shot will come. His confidence will come back. He'll be a big, key defender on this team. And he'll shine. It'll take time. And we need to have patience. Patience. But um
0: we just gotta move forward. Great win, by the move,
1: way. Move move forward. And I just want to touch on something. LeBron had some really cute numbers tonight. 28 That's points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Shout out to Warriors Talk on Twitter. Uh those guys are great. Um they make great merch as well. Everyone should go check them out. But he uh, retweeted said uh, the cute numbers for LeBron's 28.7 seven rebounds, and seven assists. Because obviously, the NBA's Twitter page likes to um, what jump on the LeBron bandwagon.
0: Let's
1: yeah, going. I can't say what MVP I want. PG. I can't. I can't Let's say what it. I want. I can't say what We're I want to say. say. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing they had, they didn't have Steph's numbers. The only thing they had for Steph was Steph closing with the shot. Oh, my God. Step back. right didn't give, give Pandemic Paul some FaceTime. time? All right. That may not make it, but hopefully it does. Um, just an overall great win. And we got two more games to finish up the homestand, which we'll touch on. All right.
0: So moving forward to finish off the Warriors uh, homestand, we got uh, against the Raptors and the Pacers. Um, I think in my uh, prediction, I had the Warriors winning both games, um, but um, both the team, these teams are looking for redemption, uh, so it's going to be a great matchup.
1: All right, let's let's move forward. Uh, all right, so we got the Raptors Sunday, five thirty. Shit, that's on same game time as an NFL game. Well, it's the Browns and Steelers. They're irrelevant. Oh. oh. Uh, Raptors are two and six. One and four away record. All right, so the Warriors should win this game. If they don't, i will be very disappointed. Um Fred Van Fleet, who got paid this offseason. Leading scorer twenty points. Um Kyle Pas- Lowry Cosco
0: Siakam's been struggling a little bit, I think. Yeah.
1: Kyle Lowry he's day to day. Patrick McCaw is <laughs> out. Patrick McCaw former warrior respect hope he um gets healthy back out there. Um 2 and yeah, 6.
0: But, but like if we play like what, the way that we've been What playing, in the world is this? What Is this getting in? Is this getting in in there? Or no. <laughs>
1: Don't worry, it's getting in here. Oh shit! ESPN's Power Basketball Index has the Raptors as at a sixty-four point five percent chance to win. Do you want? Like I said, their record is two and six. The Warriors are five and four.
0: Where's the logic? No way. Where
1: is the logic exactly? I don't. I don't. I don't understand this. I don't. But uh, give me a Warriors W, no matter what the Warriors Basketball Power Index says. Warriors W, baby. Come on. Um, and then Tuesday night.
0: Against the Pacers.
1: Against the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers. Um, Larry Bird. NBA TV. Nice. It's a bonus. I'll be on NBA TV. Oh, whoa. They got a lot of guys on the injury report. Uh, Doug McDermott, TJ Warren, the bubble, the bubble star, Jalen. Uh, I may be wrong with pronouncing his last name, but Jalen Leakek or Leck. Uh, sorry if I pronounced it wrong or butchered his last name. I'm sorry, Jalen, if you're listening to this. Uh, Brian Bowen the second, and Jeremy Lamb, and then obviously the Warriors: Marquise, Chris, Clay Thompson, and uh, Smiley. Um, Pacers leading scorer Malcolm Brogdon twenty three point six points a game. Pacers are six and two. See, so this gives me no confidence in the ESPN's basketball power index because the Warrior the Warriors are five and four. The Pacers are six and two, and apparently the Pacers have a fifty five percent chance of winning.
0: I just think
1: everyone I just, just slam the Warriors like, win the money slam the Warriors
0: I just think that if the Warriors can continue to play like they did against the Clippers on that second half then they got a great chance to win these last two games for the homestead before going out on the road so that's my thoughts on it um just continue how they're playing keep that consistency keep that determination and for sure that they can pull out some W's so we just gotta have to wait and see
1: Indeed. All right. Uh that will conclude episode 8 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Thank you all for listening. Warriors are back over 500 5 and 4. Heading into the weekend. Um where they play the Raptors on Sunday at 5:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And they play the Pacers on Tuesday night at 7 30 p.m pacific standard time um, to finish out their seven game homestand then they head back out on the road um we'll be here to recap those two episodes for you um both the raptors and the pacers um here we go oh well <laughs> whoopsies there <laughs> oops <laughs> don't worry, don't worry.
0: Don't worry <laughs> No worry you're good. you're good brother.
1: Uh, make sure <laughs> make sure <laughs> uh, make sure you follow us on all of our uh, socials on Instagram at catching dubs pod um, <laughs> and on Twitter at dubs pod and um, <laughs> that's it. Let's get it the Warriors big win. Apologize for all my giggling. Uh, I'm out.
0: (laughs) Great. That was great wins. Uh, Talk to y'all later. Peace.